In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Back in the old days, uh, on Sundays after church, ministers oftentimes got invited to Sunday dinner at somebody's house. Now, we don't do that anymore because nobody eats Sunday dinner. They just all go out. But back in, the, in that day, there was a minister, and he knew he was going to one of the families for Sunday dinner. And so he saw their young son, Bobby, and he said, uh, Well, Bobby, I'm coming over to your house for, uh, for dinner on Sunday. And uh, Bobby said, yeah. And he said, what, do you th- what are we having? Bobby says, goat. And the minister said, well, uh, I'm thinking maybe roast beef or fried chicken would be more likely. Goat. Yeah, Bobby said, we're having goat. I know because I heard mom say to dad, well, I suppose this Sunday is as good as any to have the old goat. <laughs> I hope I don't get invited if it's like that, you know. Uh, unless, well, wait a minute, unless it's like a sports acronym, you know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, G-O-A-T, greatest of all time. Okay, I would take that. Uh, but otherwise, no. Goats don't get, a real, don't get real good press uh, in, the, in the scriptures. And Jesus uses the example of sheep and goats today in terms of looking at judgment day. This is the last Sunday of the church year, and so it's appropriate that we talk about the last things, the last day, Judgment Day. It's not all that comfortable a text, really, for most people. I don't think people really care that much for judgment and judging. We seem to have a fixation with it, with all of the you know, judge programs we have on television. There's Judge Christine, Judge Judy, Judge whatever, divorce court, whatever. There's a million of them. But, you know, I've, I've had to go to court and be a witness, and I didn't care much for it. And I can't imagine what it would be on the other end if you were actually the one being judged. So I don't think it's popular. And in fact, one of the early uh, uh, church theologians, a fellow by the name of Marcion, who was branded a heretic, uh, he didn't like judgment stuff either. And he uh, literally cut out all the judgment stuff from the Bible. <laughs> And, you know, think of the Old Testament prophets. and Man, oh man, it was a much thinner Bible when he was done. But there we have it. It's, it's Judgment Day, and we're looking there at the scene. And Jesus said, it's kind of like a shepherd who puts the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. And then he will say to the sheep, come, inherit the eternal life that is prepared for you. And he would say to the goats, you are accursed. Go to eternal fire. Well, that doesn't sound right. I mean, you know, uh, it's kind of, kind of a tense scene. And the sheep are surprised by this because Jesus follows us up by saying, <clears throat> because I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you visited me. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. And the sheep are surprised by that, and they go, when did we do that? When when did we give you clothing and food and water and visit you and and take care of you and welcome you? When did we do all of that? And Jesus said, inasmuch as you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it to me. And then he says to the goats, and you are accursed. I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me drink. I was naked and you didn't clothe me. Sick and in prison and a stranger, you did nothing for me. And they're, they, they're surprised too. Like, when didn't we do that? And I think that's the difference between the sheep and the goats. 
is that the sheep really haven't been keeping score on what they've been doing. They're genuinely surprised that this would be anything out of the ordinary, the stuff that they've done for other people. They're not keeping score. The goats are keeping score. They remember every good thing they ever did. Marked it down and said, there, that's why I merit heaven. That's the difference between the sheep and the goats. Because you can tell it's that because before anything is said about the sheep's behavior, they are told, come inherit the kingdom. Now, if you're going to inherit, what do you have to do to inherit? Nothing. You just have to be. <laughs> you just have to be part of the family. And when we are part of God's family, we are already in favor with God. We don't have to do stuff to merit that. We don't have to you know, make a good score and then, ah, that's why God should love me. He already has included us in the family. He's already done that. We inherit. Now, the issue there comes in that I think a lot of times people uh, are, are trying to not be in an inheritance, but to be in an earning capacity. And that's, that's the rub there. The sheep are simply overjoyed that they're part of the kingdom. They're just, they're just tickled that God loves them unconditionally, that he has done everything for them, that they are part of the family. They love being part of the family. And what they do when they take care of other people is simply a response of gratitude. That's all it is. It's just, just being excited and grateful. And their cup is full. And, it happened, and since it's full, it just runs out and spills over onto other people who need it. Anybody who's around them is going to get the runoff from the sheep. This is kind of like, um, I'll tell you a little story. This is a, a, a real story out of my semi-real life. Um, my parents used to run on-the-farm bed-and-breakfast vacations when, before my mom got sick. And uh, people could come, and it was kind of a resort area, but they could also kill two birds with one stone. They could find out what was going on in the farm. Because it's amazing how far removed people are from the farm nowadays. It's, and, it, and as I tell you the story, you'll see it. So I was up there, and I used to take every vacation I had, three times a year, two and a half week shots, to go up and try to be there to help my dad at the time he needed it most. So calving season in the spring, working cattle and putting up first cutting of hay in June and harvest in October. This was June. We were baling hay. And it was one of those days that you, you, you always get when you're baling hay, Richard. You know, it's 100 degrees and sweating down into your shoes and there's a storm coming. We had the neighbor come over with his baler so we try to get it up before the storm. And I was unloading and it looked like a green stream going up in that elevator up into the barn. And I was literally sweating into my shoes. And there was a young family there that was visiting, staying at the bed and breakfast. And they were from Chicago, uh, husband, wife, two young kids. And he was out watching this. And as the load was done and I was getting my drink of water, he said to me, boy, you're really working hard today. And I said, well, yeah, bailing's always hard. And he said, you'll like this, Richard. He said, are there any other days in the year where you work hard like this on the farm? <laughs> and I wanted to say, no, we're just doing this one for you, just for show. You know. But, but I, I didn't. I played it straight. I said, yeah, there's, there's quite a few days like this that we work hard on the farm. Huh. He said, because my mother said that 
all farmers are lazy and live off the government. I said, where does your mother live? New York City. <laughs> See what I mean? People are pretty far removed from the land. But then the next part reminded me, the next part of this conversation reminded me of this gospel lesson. He said, now, um, as I understand it, you don't live here in Minnesota. I said, no, I live in Muncie, Indiana. I work at a hospital down there. And he said, well, then um, why are you doing this hard work up here? Well, how do you answer that? It's my parents. It's my parents. I said, uh, they need help. And I said, I would gladly come more. If I had more vacation days, I'd be up here more. Because this is just, this is only the scratch on the dent of the surface of what I owe my parents for being part of the family, for growing up in a godly and sane family. I would do more if I could. This is nothing. Doesn't make me a particularly wonderful son. I'm just grateful. That's all. I'm just grateful to have grown up where I did. And that's what the sheep have in this story. They're just grateful to be part of the family. They know that God loves them, and he has loved them before, and he will continue to love them. And they'll always be part of the family, and they don't have to earn anything. They just feel really good, and it's running out onto other people. That's the sheep in the story. So Jesus is doing God's cosmic costume party in this world and that we can see Jesus as I told the kids we can see Jesus in the faces of other people around us who have needs God is here incognito in he's here in the face of a, a young mother who is single mother who is struggling he's here in the face of an addicted person trying to recover he's here somebody who's been in a cult and is lost. He shows up in the guy who's running the machine next to you. He shows up in the gal who is going through a horrible divorce, who's checking out your groceries. He's there in your friends who are struggling with their uh, kids and what to do with them. Jesus is there in all of these people. And in as much as we do it to them, we do it to Jesus. Now, we don't have to worry about that. We're part of the family. We just, we just react out of gratitude. So when Judgment Day is there, and he has all the nations gather before him, we don't have to worry. It's always good to have an in with the judge. Amen. Now, may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.